friends. We are back with Gleam Syed one more time as he imparts advice to Toastmasters, both new and experienced, as we reminisce a few more of the old days. So let's dive in. My next question for you, Liam, is we have, I mean, multiple generations of Toastmasters that have come out of Tiger Tales since. And we might be on like a fourth and maybe going into a fifth. If you were to, to give advice to new Toastmasters, what advice would you give? Advice to new Toastmasters? Me personally, I have found that things that I have accomplished most often have been not just my own effort, but it's because I was surrounded with a team or a group of individuals or a community that was working towards the same goals. So we are more likely to get to that end if we work together. And I think the other value like Toastmasters in general has is it fosters certain kinds of human conversations that don't necessarily happen at work. You could know your colleagues and work with them for years and years and not get to hear a certain uh, side of them. But in Toastmasters, we do. In Toastmasters, you might talk about surface things for a couple of speeches until you get to that point where you talk about something that's actually important to you. And then you suddenly connect with the whole room. So yeah, so you will not only learn about speaking and leadership, but you will start making some amazing friends, lifelong friends. I remember a dinner that we had pretty early where Corey hosted the whole e-board and we were sitting around, I think we made clam chowder, which was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And getting to talk for hours outside of the meeting. That, that certainly didn't have a 55 minute rule on it. No. <laughs> yeah, I do remember, I think Gina, Gina had made some, some salad. It was all vegetarian, mm-hmm. but it was the most mm-hmm. delicious salad I've ever had. I still, I think I'm hungry just thinking about it right now. <laughs> Man, honestly, yeah. And I think you start in Toastmasters maybe as a, for personal reasons, but what makes you stay is you realize the friendships there as well as, you know, you have been helped so much, you feel compelled to, to give back in some shape or form. As we go on, uh, certainly the most fulfilling parts of like, if I think back to Tiger Tales, our early members, I would help our members give their icebreaker and listen to their, you know, like sit and listen to their story. And that's incredible stories. Just helping them like put it into a, a speech and perhaps like make it more digestible. That process itself and watching them go from, I've never done this to, I can't believe I did that was just, it's addictive to watch that happen. You know, like watching Sabur, uh, even though he had given TED talk, like he shared some deeply personal stories, but he did it in an amazing way. Like he got standing ovations, like when he would speak uh, at our Tiger Tales Club because his speeches were incredibly moving. And him coming up and saying, oh, I, could, I didn't realize I could do that is, is fascinating. And then we had people like, I remember Manas, Manas Mandani, such a powerful speaker. Oh my goodness. I can't believe he considered himself a novice. He's, <laughs> he's like such a polished individual, his voice, his mannerisms, everything. I mean, he's, he's built to be like an actor or something, you know, <laughs> but he's, he was amazing. I remember all those, all those individuals and it was very rewarding to be a part of that process. As Manus might've said, amazing. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You would almost think like he changed into like, like a superhero when he got up to speak. Mm. It would be like a normal individual interacting with you, hanging out. But then when he actually got up to speak, you're like, whoa, powerful, powerful impact. One of the biggest influences in my life 
is a small little man with no hands and no legs. His name is Nick Voyages. And what worse can you think of yourself than having no hands and no legs? And this man with no hands and no legs is not only living his life, but he's living his life beautifully. With no hands and no legs. He's managed to have a beautiful wife. With no hands and no legs. He has a son. His son. It's beautiful. And I so much love this song from Coldplay. It says, light will guide you home. And ignite your bones. And I will try to fix you. And remember, if you could just stay at this moment, at this present moment, winning, losing, doesn't matter. You would be the happiest person in this world. Madam, yeah, so, so I would give them the same thing. I mean, I can't speak outside of my personal experience that if they don't think where they are as far as speaking, there's nothing wrong with you. It's, it's maybe you haven't had a chance to practice like I didn't. And certainly when I did get a chance to practice, I was, I surprised myself. Let's just say, I really surprised myself. So you could probably do the same if you're a new member. Hey folks, my name is Halim Sayed and I'm one of the founders of Tiger Tales Toastmasters. The very first time I attended a Toastmasters meeting, I walked up to a, to a speaker, his name was Mark, and, I, and he was a very seasoned speaker. And I told him, I am a terrible speaker. You know, I'm just horrible. And he said to me, I'll tell you why. It's probably because you haven't had a chance to practice. And he then he proceeded to tell me something that, that I'll never forget. He said, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. It's kind of cheesy, but when I reflected on that, that's kind of true. And, and that's what Tiger Tales Toastmasters is. It is a platform for practice. It's a platform for you to come in and practice your communication skills. So when it is time for you to give, to answer that interview question or to give that presentation, you're ready in a safe and a fun environment. That's what we do, we meet every week in a safe and fun meeting so you can work on your communication skills. Remember Tiger Tales Toastmasters as a platform for you to practice to reach your communication goals. Yeah, nothing you did was special is what you're saying is that anybody could follow this path that you've taken. Toastmasters was the step to get there. Absolutely. And I think Toastmasters is a giving community in general and specifically in the case of Tiger Tales, we were blessed to have the right mentors who are, like I said, to use a word that Corey uses, magnanimous at heart, who did not hold back. They just gave and gave to everybody. You know, Corey mentored me, Alex, and I don't, I'm sure countless other people. Yeah, the right group of people, I think. We got lucky there with our mentors. Incredibly lucky. Indeed. Yes, we did. The last question I have for you is, what are you doing today? Like, how have you transitioned from graduating RIT and where are you at now? While I was getting my PhD at RIT, I was uh, training a, a sport called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I was incredibly fascinated and spending a lot more of my time training this sport. I realized trying to do both my PhD and training like six days a week and going to competitions on the weekends, I was never going to graduate. I had to stop at certain point. I, I had to put a break on my training 
with the objective of taking all my time, focusing on my PhD to finish it so I could actually graduate. When I did that, that is the same time in which I found my schedule incredibly wide open. That is the space in which Tiger Tales took birth because I had now more time and energy rather than nothing. I ended up still taking all that energy and putting it into Tiger Tales instead of doing um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But uh, the reason I mentioned that is since graduating, I have been very, very fortunate to train here at the uh, United States Olympic Training Center for uh, the sport of judo. For the first four years, I worked at a company, I still work there, a company called MathWorks, where I took a job as a technical writer. Now, mind you, I'm an engineer and a scientist, and some people felt like, hey, Helene, why the hell are you working as a technical writer? Because you're not living up to your full potential, so to speak. But all of my energy outside of that was training. I was training judo, and I was, I was trying to make the Olympic team for India for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. And of course, that got canceled because of the pandemic. But even before that, you have to qualify. I put in three to four years of every hour outside of work in, in training judo. I went and competed in nationals in India, and I placed seventh. So I didn't quite make the cut to, to make it to the Olympic team. That year, I actually, after not making the team, changed my focus to, okay, I really need to change my role, find a job that uses my education. So last year, I transitioned into a role called a training engineer, where I go across the country and I train other scientists and engineers on scientific computational tools. That's, that's my job right now. So I teach. I teach uh, engineers and scientists at companies like Ford, people who are working on self-driving cars or any of those things. Wow. So you definitely carried over skills that you've learned in public speaking to be able to share for the sure. knowledge that you have. For sure. I was on a desk job for like four years while I was trying to focus on like the, the judo and the Olympics. Yeah. So I, I think part of me was dying to express itself, right? Like I think I am an introvert uh, in reality, but part of me wants to be out there and to communicate and to speak. And certainly this role uh, as a training engineer has, has set me back into that. And a, a lot of the stuff that I've learned through Toastmasters has been incredibly valuable in my role now in front of people leading classes and teaching. Oh, I think I forgot to mention something I had a thought about early on, which is the way our education system has evolved like in modern times. We necessarily don't need to be able to speak to survive or to make money. You could be a computer scientist locked away in a basement somewhere who's still going to get a salary and you can get through your entire life without speaking. And then you ask yourself, am I really free, right? Because individuals don't feel they're free until they get to actually express themselves, not just express themselves in daily life, but maybe in front of a group of people. That I think ultimately, even if you're free in a free country, you're not free until you're able to have a voice and say something. Our education system perhaps makes it easy to not do that or the way society has evolved. But back in the day, apparently the classical education system used to train individuals in what they call the trivium. You would start with grammar, logic, and then rhetoric. Grammar used to give you language skills, writing skills. Logic gave you the ability to understand what's bullshit, what's not, right? Like you have those mental tools to think critically. Otherwise, you know, the masses will just buy anything that is sold to them, right? If it's on the news, maybe it's true, right? Like, so <laughs> kids were taught at an early age, language, focus on language, focus on logic. Mm -hmm. And then the third speak, which is rhetoric, which is speaking. And until they had mastered the trivium, 
they weren't allowed to specialize into mathematics or astronomy or other things. The, the first three things are called the thinking arts because that makes you an individual who can think, who can speak. Then you graduate on to becoming a specialized mathematician or whatever it is. Martin Luther King went through a similar uh, education system. Some of the greatest leaders we've had in this country went through that process of education. Today, I became an engineer, electrical engineer, all the, mostly through my PhD. And if it wasn't for me working on my ability to speak or communicate through Toastmasters, I would have been specialized in a domain without the ability to speak about it, right? So nowadays, I think there's a need for us to take that in our own hands. If our schools and our education system are not necessarily preparing us for that, Toastmasters democratizes that ability. Now you have the ability to work on that third leg, which is rhetoric and language, actually be able to think. So yeah, that's something I would say Toastmasters has filled that void, preparing people to find their own voice and be able to speak up. Aline, that's all I got for now, but it's been amazing to get to pick your brain, go back to where everything's began, see where you're at now and advice on the future. This is very valuable to anybody that listens to it. Uh, this has been uh, amazing for me. I was a little nervous. I didn't prepare for it at all, but I was so happy to remember some of the, uh, the stories of mm -hmm. the formation of Tiger Tales and some incredible individuals that I've met through club. Looks like we, we are going to be able to continue to stay in touch, hopefully through this, this medium of uh, podcasting. I'm looking forward to hearing maybe your future episodes with some of the early leadership teams and mentors. Really looking forward to that. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't wait to talk to them. <laughs> yeah, it's been, so great. it's been so great to hear from you, Aleem. Aleem, thank you again for all the work that you've done. Your idea to start Tiger Tales, along with the effort that you put in, has changed hundreds of lives in the RIT community, represented from countries all around the world. And I hope that it will only continue as Tiger Tales grows and grows, but also through the words that you've shared today. For our listeners, tune in for next week, where I'll be talking with Alex about his Toastmasters growth and his role in forming Tiger Tales. See you next time.